And it is episode 75 here of the Cherokee Rewind. We thank you so much for tuning in. Well, we're going to go back a little ways here, uh, probably the better part of about two decades. And we are going to say hello to a guy who was originally a local guy. And I, I got to admit, you know, he we became fast friends back then. Uh, and we also, part of it too, was the fact that I got to know his family. You know, his dad, Doug, was a great guy, and is a great guy. And, you know, I got to know his mom a little bit, Laura, also. And it goes by the name of Chris Elliott. And Chris, it, thankfully, I think, I think, I can figure this one out. Because usually I try to figure out what the jersey numbers are. You were a goaltender, so that kind of limits the scope. So I'm going to say number one. Number one, buddy. Number one. We'll leave into that. You know, you were, and you were, man. You were just a great kid when you played, you know. And you were a heck of a goaltender. I mean, I, I'm not blowing sunshine. I am simply saying the truth. And that is you were a remarkable goaltender. Uh, and, of course, your dad, I mean, Doug was a goaltending coach, right? Uh, he came on board and started helping the Cherokee after I left. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he was. He was my my coach, my head coach, my goaltending coach, all the way up through uh, playing travel. He coached a handful of Cherokee uh, players as well, the Jepsons and uh, Kester, Jordan Levy. I mean, there was a bunch of us um, that he was, that he coached, but uh, he he held off, he held off on helping the, the Cherokee goaltenders until after I was gone. Well, that was that was nice of him, but still, I he he produced one heck of a goaltender, and that was you. Now, let's get started here with, you know, your beginnings when you first started playing. How old were you when you first uh, took to the sport? Uh, I was probably four, maybe pushing five years old uh, with a September birth date there. So uh, probably right around that time, you know, from, from what I remember. Okay. Now, what was it about the game that you, what attracted you? Man, I don't know. <laughs> At that age, my dad played. Uh, my dad played. You know, growing up, he's from Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, and then he played in college at RPI, uh, actually where he met my mom. So, uh, I'm guessing it was one of those. Uh, it's it's in your blood, and you know, dad takes you to open skates and stuff like that, and signs you up, and away you go. Okay, fair enough. Now, were you influenced by? Were there any other influences besides that that got you to really have a love of the game, or no? Not back then, because honestly, I mean, I was I, I was born and raised in Maumee, Ohio, and I'm willing to venture, I guess. I was the only kid who played hockey uh, growing up for a while. Uh, a couple of kids moved to the neighborhood who played. Uh, even the high school didn't even have a team until I was darn near probably seventh, eighth grade. So there wasn't much there when I was younger uh, in terms of um, in terms of the influence outside of my outside of my dad. Wow. <clears throat> Just to be fair, I can understand that because I was when, of course, back in my day, the dinosaurs walked the earth. But I lived, I live, I was a poor kid from North Toledo, and no. I had no, we had nothing. I mean, no kids played hockey, no kids no. wanted to be anywhere near the sport. All they wanted to do was play the other three, and I, I just fell in love with it. My dad put a sheet of ice for me, not knowing what he was doing, but. He was he was a boxing fan, so but so maybe there was a little kindred spirit there, but uh, 
he you know he put uh water out on the on the front uh, front yard for me so that it would freeze during the winter and i could try and skate and play some hockey and he never understood it either but i grew up where i grew up we had no cable so one of the few channels we could get with the big antenna was channel nine out of windsor so i got to watch yeah so hockey night in canada buddy you bet so uh but you know i i can understand that where you're kind of in a in a place where no one else gets it but oh well <clears throat> so when did you start playing like house or or any organized hockey um i i played house league uh up until i mean i would say up until there's not really much to it but i played house league for a few years i think it was called mini might at the time um we, and uh once i became a might which would be what like seven and eight years old uh I played for the Sylvania Maple Leafs. We had a Might A, Might Double A team, um, and then Squirt A before turning to Team Toledo there in Pee Wee's. So it was a quick, uh, quick jump into playing travel hockey and really just fall in love with with doing that. Well, now, do you remember any of your coaches for House League? Uh, always my dad. Always. Um, yeah, my dad from day one. Uh, he was he was our head coach for. Uh, a couple of house leagues, and then again, we we moved over to the Sylvania Maple Leafs. Uh, he coached that with uh, with Ned Jepson, um, and uh, one of his friends named Jim Madison. Jim's son Jason played at St. John's, and we called Jim PT, part time coach. Uh, he still holds that nickname to this day, actually, uh, at least with our family. So um, we've had a uh, yeah, we had a, had good a good run of some coaches there through. Uh, through the Sylvania Maple Leafs and into Team Toledo for sure. You know that's funny, Ned Jepson. I love that man. I, he, I, yep. he is sorely missed, but I yep. I loved him. He was just one of the the nice, good, the really good guys in in this business. You know, your dad notwithstanding. I mean, I don't want to shortchange your dad either, but of course he's your dad, so you get a different view of him. You get to see, <laughs> you get to see him as coach and as dad. So you've got right. uh, so you know anyway. Did you always play goaltender or did you start out up front first? Well, I guess we'll get my funny, uh, my ironic or funny story out of the way quick here for you, Mick. Um, uh, I became a goaltender in a, for a reason that you wouldn't really think. So my dad was a goalie. You'd think I just kind of right away wanted to get into it. Um, my last year of house hockey at the end of the year, they'd make an all-star team. Now we call them select teams, right? Yep. And um, my dad was the head coach or the assistant coach, one of the two. I don't, I don't 100% remember. Um, and I got cut from the team. What? <laughs> yeah, I didn't make the all-star team that my dad was a coach on. So if that tells you about my ability out of the net um, at a younger age, that would be it. So. Um, my mom might've almost killed him. I don't fully remember the story there, but, um, I, uh, I did get, I did get cut from the team and then that was kind of the jump into, you know, we're going to need a goalie and dad played goalie and okay, we'll, we'll give this a go. And that's how I became a goaltender. Oh my gosh. The, the, I'm sure that Doug enjoyed a, a, a toasty few nights on the couch. <clears throat> he was probably in the doghouse, but you know, it, it, it kind of, 
it's it's actually a neat story as an adult that I I have actually told my son uh, who is a goaltender uh, a, a lot of times because you know it, things are not guaranteed in life. Uh, no matter what, and don't ever think that because dad is behind the bench that uh, you get a free pass. That's right. That's right. My goodness, that is too funny. Oh, man. Oh, I should have Doug on here and talk to him about this. That would be hilarious. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We can arrange that. We can get him on. I would love that. Anyway, um, so so you start as a goaltender. Uh, do yeah. you remember your first game as a goaltender? Do you remember anything about it? Uh, I don't remember my my first game necessarily. I, I hear the stories now from, you know, my mom saying I was crying. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to go. And you just, you know, you got to kind of push your kid through it and all will be fine. And, um, and you know, I, again, I fell in love with it pretty quick um, to do so. But, um I don't remember the exact first game or anything like that, but uh, I remember I remember uh, kind of a high level of of everything playing at that age, and and I I have maybe one or two pictures. You know, we didn't have cell phones and all that stuff uh, when we were kids playing to to keep all that. But I have maybe a couple pictures here and there, and my my son gets a kick out of it because you know, heaven forbid, my gear didn't match, and you know all that stuff that is just an absolute given nowadays. But, uh, oh, of course. Uh, yeah, I remember, uh, I remember those days for sure. Yeah. So, um, was, I mean, I'm, 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 like I said, I need to get your dad cause I would love to hear his perspective <laughs> of what it was like for you when you first became a goaltender, because I bet, you know, you said that you weren't, your mom said you weren't real happy about it. Uh, any idea did they tell you any idea how long it took for you before you got comfortable being a goaltender it was it was quick i think when i didn't want to do it it was more like in the house in the house league when uh when you're rotating around i didn't want to play goalie and then again when when i got cut from the the all-star team there at the end of the year um and then you know just kind of wanted to be like dad so to speak and um ended up being a goalie and right away for the the might a the my A team there with Sylvania. And I think that was when, uh, uh, when I met, you know, Jepson, uh, the Jepson boys, um, played with John first and then, and then Jeffrey, cause Jeffrey's a year younger than John was a year older. Um, but right when I started doing that, I loved it. I was the only goalie on the team, um, all the way through squirts. So you kind of had to love it. I mean, I got a lot of, got a lot of action and, you know, as the goalie, um, you know, you're, uh, you're the man, right? So everyone, everyone kind of takes to you. And when you, when you win, you're the hero, right? Even at the young age. So that part's a lot of fun. Wow. But uh, I mean, those boys, you know, we know them as being highly skilled. Uh, Were there any other guys that you remember playing when you were younger that you saw later on in your career? That I saw later in my career? Yeah. That I played? Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, we, um, Kelly, uh, Kester actually always played up. He was my birth year, but he played up with, with John Jepson there on the, uh, I'll, I'll show my age here with the 81s, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The 81s. <laughs> um, he played up for a few years. He was, he was a stud and he could, he could fly. And then he came, uh, down with us in the 82s. I think it was maybe Pee Wee, uh, Pee Wee AAA, but, um, 
Yeah, I remember remember a lot of names, you know, the guys that come in and out. Actually, to really kind of get our team going when we became Team Toledo, we actually kind of merged, if you will. We had five or six players from Cleveland who came in uh, and played on our team um, for a couple years, and then we merged up into Detroit. And there was a lot of a lot of moving around to uh, to kind of have the teams that we did. I mean, when when I met you know Jordan Levy, I think you've had him on here already. No, uh, I, have, no, I haven't chair. had Jordan Jordan yet. You haven't had Jordan. All right. Former Cherokee as well. Um, you know, Jordan was up in, in Michigan uh, with a handful of guys who we ended up merging and playing that playing for the uh, the Michigan Nationals up in Dearborn. So it's kind of a bouncing around. It felt like I was always on the same team. We just wore we wore a different jersey and played out of a different rink a handful of times. So gotcha. Okay. Now yeah, because Jordan's out of Ann Arbor, yeah. right? Yeah, there was a handful of them. Yep. So we ended up having a couple from Cleveland, Toledo, and then we ended up going up to, like I said, to Dearborn to play. Okay. Canfield Arena, beautiful. Oh yeah, home of the Motor City Chiefs. Uh, I've talked. Yeah. Uh, yep. I've talked about that place a few times, but uh, yeah, it, ne- I, it never sure. it never gets old. Don't worry. Anyway, but uh, right. so now you start. So when you started playing travel. Uh, the, what was the grind like? Did it wear? Was it wearing on you at all? I mean, I know I realize you're just a kid, so probably not. But still, it's the idea that you you're doing you're traveling. Never mind playing at different tournaments around the country, but mm-hmm. you're also, you know, playing home games at different places, you know, in the tri-state, and yet you guys, uh, you know, you you're still a kid. You still have to. Right. You still have to, you know, go home, do homework. Uh, I'm sure more than once you've probably done it while you were on the road. Uh, that had to be, you know, quite the grind. Yeah, there uh well, as a kid, you don't really think of, obviously, that stuff as much as you do now as an, as an adult. You know, because I'm on the other end of the of the sword now with my with my kid playing, uh, starting to play travel hockey. But um, you don't you don't think of it like it's like all right, hotel weekend. You know that's fun, and people thought like you know one of the things about being in a town with nobody else who played hockey. I mean, you would have thought sometimes that I was like the next up and coming because it's like oh my god, he's got to leave school on Friday to go to a hockey tournament. You know, up in Toronto and. And it's so people just didn't know any better. I think my my little sister actually fed into that. So um, <laughs> in terms of oh yeah, yeah, you know, my brother's in the NHL or something, which far from. But um, she was your height. You just, you just have, yeah, right, 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 right. There's a lot of five foot seven goalies in the NHL right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was a it was fun. You know, you don't you didn't think of it and and. You know, again, I'll date myself again, sounding like an old man. And I tell my kid this all the time. You know, we, we did these car trips without TVs in the car. Can you believe it? Um, yeah. But uh, it was it was always that. It was always it was always fun. And you kind of built those rivalries, you know, around around the area, whether it was going up to Detroit and playing against Little Caesars or heading out to uh, to Chicago or or wherever, right? And uh, when you're a team from Toledo. And we could compete. We were good, uh, and you beat and you beat the big boys. It didn't sit well with them. So it was always it was always fun to be able to to travel around and play those play those games. Um, you know, when you get older, and I started to do the 
but the, uh, again, the Michigan Nationals, when we merge with those guys and you're driving an hour and a half, hour and 20, whatever it was, just for practice twice a week. You know, again, as a kid, I don't really think of it much. As an adult, I tell my parents all the time, I'm like, thanks, but you were crazy. I don't know why you did that. <laughs> um, and and really, to top it off, uh, before I joined the Cherokee, my last year of midget uh, AAA, I played for the Cleveland Barons, and I lived in Toledo. Ouch. So you talk about mom's dedication there. She left work early, um, picked me up took me out to Cleveland to practice on Mondays and actually Thursdays I practiced with the Cherokee. I wasn't on the team yet, but I practiced with them on Thursdays. Holy smokes. So you probably didn't know that one. Yeah. Yeah, no, I did not. Um, now when you, I mean, obviously as you're approaching high school years, did you ever, um, get the temptation to maybe, uh, transfer or something or play, uh, for a high school somewhere? I mean, well, you had you had mommy by then, mommy high school by then. Did you have any inclination of maybe playing for mommy? No, well, mommy was mommy was new at the time for sure. Um, I had I was very close to going to St. John's um, and playing for Mike Mankowski was out there. I loved Mike, and again, small world like signed our kids up for my you know my kid up for a tournament up in Sylvania this year and get an email from Mike Mankowski, you know, still running, running the show up there. I don't forget what his role is, but uh, I was very, very close to going to St. John's and trying to play for, uh, for the Titans over there and playing high school hockey. Um, and then I got, uh, I got a phone call from uh, Marty quarters out in Cleveland to play for the the Barons instead. So I stayed at mommy, went to high school, played for the Barons and then played, uh, and then TC. So, um, a lot more traveling, uh, for sure, but wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. But man, still again, yeah, that is insane to be, you know, cause essentially you're driving over two hours just to go to practice just for home games. And that don't, that don't include the road games that you have to travel to. Insane is a good word that, uh, about it. That's true. But, uh, it was it was a lot of fun and the competition that we got to play and hang with. I mean, it's you know it's pretty neat to see a really good chunk of guys that you grew up playing with and against who've had solid NHL careers. I mean, that's a pretty it's a pretty neat thing to be able to uh, to look back on. So, uh, and we did that. We did that. There was a lot of guys who who had very good careers, um, and we. Uh, Little team Toledo boys, you know, we we hung with them, so it was pretty neat. Well, yeah, I, I would say so. I'd be proud of that. Um, so you're in high school. Uh, how hard was it to keep up with your studies uh, and still play uh, midget AAA? No, uh, I guess I'll go full dad on you again here, Mick, and say I wish I would have uh, wish I would have paid more attention to my studies. Um, you know, all the things that are hindsight in life, I guess. Um, I got by, uh, you know, as I think the wording my parents would say, I didn't exactly apply myself, but I got by. Um, I did my homework. Uh, Maybe some of it was four minutes before class in the hallway. I don't, you know, I remember some of that, but, um, you know, the teams I played for, uh, you know, it was always important too. like, you, you know, every coach I've ever played for stressed that you got to get your, your work done, your school work done first. And, and we did that. But, um, 
I probably could have spent a little more time with school, but you know, there's a lot of a lot of guys, you know, and, and, and girls who are older who probably could say that about their their studies when they were younger, for sure, hockey or not. Yeah, true. Now, speaking of hockey, uh, what was it like at that level, at the AAA level? I mean, did you see a lot of time in net, or were you uh, rotated, or how did that go? Uh, even at the AAA level, we did pretty much rotation. Um, you know, I played, uh, geez, I'm going to have to go back here. Uh, back when I first started with Team Toledo, I played with, uh, his name was Bo Thomas. Bo was out of Finley. I uh, played with him a couple of years. We, for the most part, rotated. Um, and then uh, a kid from Cleveland came in when I mentioned the merger there. Uh, I'll test all my memory here. Colin McElwam. He was a good left-handed goaltender. Played with him, I think, for a year. And then... Ryan McBroom was from the the Michigan area when we did the Dearborn, you know, turning into the Michigan Nationals. Ryan joined us, um, and Ryan was Ryan was a stud. He was very very good. He was uh, you know always about six seven eight inches taller than me, um, more more mature, stronger, you name it. He was a very very good goaltender, um, and uh, we had a good good back and forth. But again, there was never. Even at AAA, there was never really a uh, a starter and backup mentality until I went to the Barons. I started there. Um, the, my backup was actually uh, Phil. Let's say it's Phil Greenberg uh, was his name. And then I went to TC. And you know, when I was at the Cherokee after that, I uh, I started. I got to say, 80 percent of the games for my couple years at the Cherokee. It would be a Okay, well, we'll get to that here. Okay, let's go. Let's go there. Um, <clears throat> just a second. First, um, when I mean, did you have the same experience? Did you have the hype man? Uh, did you have your sister hyping you when you were at Mommy? As far as like when you had to leave to go play in tournaments, uh, did you? Uh, did they? How did they take to you? And did the players that played for Mommy? Did they ever kind of give you any crap for? not playing for them yeah I'm, I'm good friends with a couple of them still to this day uh you know just from high school and hell they'll still every now and again not you know not that we see each other much but give me a little bit of shit for it sorry some, some crap for it but uh um yeah when i was a freshman coming in uh i got a little bit of resin from especially some of the older players for not playing there for sure um but uh, nothing, nothing serious. All, all in good fun stuff. So, um, yeah, just a little. Just a little. That's all. Just a little. <laughs> now, uh, what I, I can't even imagine uh, that type of travel for you, because again, it's the bouncing around. I mean, going playing home games first in Toledo, Cleveland, Dearborn. Or as the locals say, Dearburn. Uh, but, uh, you know, that, I mean, that had, I, I'm still, you know, as a parent, how do you, how do you rationalize, uh, you know, getting, playing? I mean, I'd almost rather have my kid play in Detroit and just stick there, you know, one year, you know, each year. But you, yep. I mean, it was the Toledo boys, that was the difference, wasn't it? Yeah, we were together, um, and I mean, so our team, Toledo team, was 
was very competitive. Um, in fact, I, the year we actually, I believe we got kind of booted from the Michigan National Hockey League when we became the Michigan Nationals, ironically, uh, up in Dearborn. Uh, I don't remember what exactly it was, if they were letting a different team in up in Detroit or or what. Like as a kid, you don't really pay attention to that stuff. But the team Toledo, we didn't have a, a really a franchise. There was an 81 and an 82. So there wasn't like this big lineage of, of teams. So we were – we were taken out of the Michigan National Hockey League, and then we we uh, we merged with the guys up in up in Dearborn uh, to play for the Michigan Nationals when that happened. Uh, but I spent, even though a couple different jersey, you know, logos on the front of my of my sweater, uh, I spent my whole time playing in the Michigan National Hockey League. Um, so it was never really different for me. The only thing that was, I guess, crazy, really crazy, was when I played for the Barons. My home games were actually further away than my away games personally because driving to Detroit for a, an away game for my team was an hour for me out of Toledo right uh home games were two two fifteen <laughs> going to Cleveland so Jeez. now I mean what was the furthest you had to travel back then as far as road games we still did uh the 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 St. Louis trip that we did with the Cherokee we did as kids too so the St. Louis Amateur Blues had a program all the way down. And I remember, I mean, you want to really feel like a like a rock star athlete as a kid. And I'm sure it's, you know, I know it's done a lot more now, but we we flew to St. Louis playing, you know, Pee-wee AAA. And you got, I don't know, what is that, 12-year-olds, 11-year-olds or whatever, hopping on a plane with their hockey bags. I mean, yeah. um, we, felt, uh, we felt pretty cool then for sure. But that – that was probably it. Uh, St. Louis was pretty far. I mean, we did some tournaments. I know we went back home, back up to uh, uh, to Sault Ste. Marie, where my dad's from. We played tournaments up there. Uh, a lot of Toronto. That's only four, five, six hours away. But St. Louis has got to take the, uh, the cake, I believe, for the farthest. Okay, that's fair enough. Now, uh, what years did you – the two years you played in Toledo, was that O and O one? And O two, O one, and O two, was that it? So I played two full years. Would have been oh, uh, two thousand, two thousand one would have been my last full year. Okay, so, so it was ninety nine, two thousand, I believe, and then two thousand, two thousand one, because I graduated high school in O one and went out to Fredonia from there. Okay, all right. Um. um so let's talk here now about your time in uh first off what uh what brought you back home to toledo well you go back to like the influence piece that you asked me earlier the first real big influence that i got was i remember as a kid playing for team toledo and the maple Leafs watching the cherokee games after mine or before mine or however it worked out on the schedule there um at Tam O'Shanner. But I remember watching the Cherokee games and I uh I wanted to play I wanted to play for the Cherokee as a as a kid. And then um I uh I tried out as an underage there uh my sophomore year and they had a couple uh good goaltenders there that year. Um 
And that's when I, I, I remember sitting down at Bob Evans with uh, Scott Searing and my parents. And I believe this would have been Scott's last year, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and I know Todd was obviously there. Um, and we worked out a better opportunity, like instead of coming in and fighting for a number two or playing like, you know, essentially a number three role as a 15 year old, that doesn't really have a purpose. Right. So that's when we kind of, you know, Scott and, and Todd agreed to let me come out and practice on Thursday nights um, with the team. And, uh, and, and that worked out well. And I just, I wanted to play for, I wanted to play for the Cherokee. Wow. So, uh, so basically when it came time, uh, did you pretty much just signed up for a tryout and went, or did they draft you? They, they drafted me. I, I didn't even know we had a draft. <laughs> I think the players probably tell you that Mick, it's not exactly like putting a, you know, putting a hat on in front of a camera type thing. Uh, but I was drafted, uh, still went to the tryouts and all that stuff. Um, I mean, everyone here who who's listening or not knows, knows uh both scott and then todd and there's no there's no free ride in anything with those two they're phenomenal uh coaches and mentors so i was drafted but then i i ended up going to tryout and uh obviously making the team and away we go well i mean tell me what that was like though at the tryout what do you remember was there any kind of nervousness on your part anxiousness uh what was it like when you walked in that locker room and you saw some of those guys there definitely was, um, you know, even you're what, 16, 17 years old, uh, you're playing juniors with guys who are upwards of 20, 21 sometimes. Uh, I was, was, still am, um, smaller anyway. So, you know, when you're five, six, five, seven, uh, you can't grow a beard um, and you're playing you know, with, with some of the big boys, especially the returning guys, uh, it's pretty intimidating. I was never the most confident of, uh, of hockey players to begin with anyway. So uh, it was pretty, pretty tough to go in there and, and kind of think like, oh, am I going to make this team or, you know, or where am I going to fall? Or, man, that, guy's, that guy looks pretty good down in the other net. I mean, it's always kind of tough. So, Wow. You know, and, and it's funny because, like I said, I, I, I remember a few things here and there. I remember, uh, you know, I remember you very much because, like I said, we had a friendship, you know, uh, back then. And, and, of course, your dad, you know, I remember him. He used to come and talk to me all the time at the rink to get there. And, you know, every now and then I'd say hi to your mom, and she came out to the games and stuff, and that was always nice. And, like I said, it was – I just – I always w loved watching you play. And the thing is, is that – for a kid who felt that kind of anxiousness, you never showed it. You played, you played really, really well. And I mean, it was like, I could see why you were a number one goalie. And I mean, just the way you played, you talked earlier about playing against St. Louis. Yep. The, back then, St. Louis was a powerhouse. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were a powerhouse and nobody beat them. Yep. And, uh, when I watched you play against them, I mean, and they had some studs that went on to have, uh, you know, professional careers. I mean, mm -hmm. and the, the, you were the first real, when they became a powerhouse, you were probably the first goalie that really gave them a problem. Uh, and I, I mean, that, that, 
again as as a broadcaster you sit there and you're like okay this kid really has got the talent blah 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 but as a fan it was like i became a fanboy back then uh when when you played against them and were just uh having them fits because they had trouble putting that puck behind you they they did and you really you really stood out and uh you know i really enjoyed like i said i enjoyed watching you back then um, who was your partner, your goaltending partner back then in your first year? My first year was Rick Sisson. Um, Rick was a couple years older than me. Um, was it Rick the first year or second year? No, he might. Second year wasn't it, Andy Reynolds? Uh, well, Reynolds came back, and I can't remember if that was my. Or then was Tony Corsini with you that second year? No, no, no. Um, Rick and I played a whole year together. I remember that it was Kirk Ludwig's first year coaching. If that can give you a date, or that not. would that would be your second year. Okay, then Rick, then Andy must have came back my first year, and before Andy was there, because he came back about halfway through. Mm -hmm. uh, my first year I played all the games prior and then when Andy came back um, him and I him and I split for a while and then obviously the infamous injury that I know we've we've uh, has been discussed numerous times on this podcast so uh, uh, I, want, I want I mean yeah I mean because you were the guy that got sick you, I was the guy that got sick. Yes. Yes. So, and that's not, I'm not holding that against you, but I mean, okay. Yeah. I'm a little tick. No, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> no, no, no. But seriously, uh, you were, I mean, what happened? What, I mean, I know you had gotten sick right before the game. And, uh, and I remember, I remember every little detail of it, Mick. Um, go for it. <laughs> the the, the floor is yours. What, I'll leave the restaurant out. Uh, out of it to be nice. I got food poisoning. Uh, I went out the night before with my parents for dinner to discuss kind of my future, if you will, college, juniors, what do you want to do, yada, yada, yada. Um, are you having fun still? All that good parent stuff. Mm -hmm. I ordered for the last time in my life a medium rare cheeseburger. Oh. Um, yeah, and uh, it might have been medium, I don't remember. But either way, I got sick, and I could not get out of bed. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I mean, uh, it was, it was food poisoning, uh, to the T. And uh, so I, I don't even know if I called Todd, uh, Omi, or if my parents did. Said it's not happening. Um, I was supposed to start, you know, the the whole bit. Andy, uh, Andy obviously got the start. Potsy in my gear, you know, as the backup, and he got run. And I remember getting a call saying, dude, Potsy had to play, and he got hurt. And I'm like, no, he didn't. Like, there, no, Potsy did not have to play. Like, I just, you just don't believe, you know, there's no way. Like, I'm dead serious. <laughs> they hurt. He probably tore his ACL or whatever. So I remember all of it. But yeah, thanks to that, thanks to that cheeseburger that I ordered, all of that transpired from there. So, so you have to blame the it's all the cheeseburgers fault but uh it was the cheeseburgers fault andy i'm sorry buddy <laughs> yeah now um 
Have you had a cheeseburger since then? Oh, for sure. I'm not going to give up on that. That a boy. Just maybe uh, be a little more cautious on the ordering. I don't know. <laughs> just grill it a little, little longer. There you go. Yeah, grill it a little longer. You, know, you got the, it. You know, you don't want that. You don't want that thing to go moo when you bite into it. Anyway, um, so now, uh, tell me about the chemistry that year. Uh, what was it like, if you remember the, uh, not only just the, uh, the chemistry between you and Andy, but between you and, and the rest of the guys on that team, who were some of the guys that were on that team that first year? So my first year we had a, we had a handful of returning guys, um, but not as many as you normally think. Cause I believe was the national team the year before or two years before, two years before, two years before. Okay. So, um, we had uh, uh, Nick Villanelle was our captain. Um, we had uh, Larry Bryan was just an absolute flash down the wing. Adam Fish, uh, uh, Justin Davidson, you know, your stay-at-home defenseman. Um, you know, I remember a lot. Of, I remember a lot of the guys, uh, and I, I remember again just feeling kind of like, all right, I'm this younger new goaltender we've had good goalies at this organization for years like there's you gotta you gotta step up and prove to yourself to i mean heck i think i think fish was fish and, and larry and those guys were probably 20 um and you got to prove yourself and and show these guys that, that you can play i was always i was always more quiet especially in the dressing room um i was not your rah-rah goaltender i kept to myself um which, uh, you know, if you met my little guy now, complete opposite, which is a whole nother story, Mick. But um, I was. Don't yeah, worry, I was we'll get there. <laughs> all right. Just wanted to play and and uh, and do my best and hope these guys, you know, put some faith in me uh, back there to uh, to be the backbone. Now, uh, did Ferenc play with you, Salas? Was he on your first year? Oh, yes, yes. Chatmos, uh, yes, he played with me. Um, I follow him on social media a little bit here and there. That's the best Oh, that's the best part as much as I want to hate social media sometimes is seeing all these guys that you played with mm -hmm. and what they're doing and what our kids are doing. Uh, Darlis, my, my, my protector, I still give him crap back and forth on social media about all the fights he lost on my behalf. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm winking right now there, Darlis. I, I know you did. You held your own buddy if you're listening, but uh, um, good old yeah, Dotus. Sure. Good old Dotus. Yeah. But, and, and the funny part is, I learned when I did his podcast, I learned, I finally learned why they called him Dotus. Yeah. You know? Well, the funny part with him, not to go down the, the road, but like this kid shows up after the season starts and he's got, a, he's got the, the broken nose, you know, 16 times from fists, I'm sure. And he's got the, he's got the old school, straight out of slap shot Reggie Dunlop's shoulder pads. And you're like, all right, this guy's tough. <laughs> I don't, I don't care anything else about it. This guy's tough. He was a good, he was a good player and a great, and a great, great guy for sure. Yeah. And of course being from Chicago didn't hurt. Uh, right. Yeah. You know, so, but uh, anyway, um, who the hard part, the hard part, Mick, sorry to jump in there. You asked me about my teammates. Yeah. Um, where I'm getting foggy is like who played on what team. Right. So like I played with, uh, you know, Mickey Meehan. I don't remember if Mick was year one or year two. I think he might've been year two. I know Levy was year two, Donnie Holtz, uh, Rico day. I think those guys were all year two. Yes. Kessler, 
Okay. I think they were all year two. So year one was a lot of older guys. Um, and then myself, I wanted, I was probably the baby of the team then. Um, but before Andy came back for the life of me, I can't remember who the other goaltender was before Andy came back around Christmas time. Oh, that's funny though. Still. I mean, just the idea that, uh, I mean, the stories you could tell of, of Dotus alone, that, 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 that'd make it worth it. But, but uh, right. who are, so, who are the guys that like to uh, mess around with you in the locker room? If you remember year one, uh, who are some of the guys that like to pull pranks or, or do anything crazy? Krolak was there. Uh, he probably, he probably had a prank or two fish for sure. I mean, Bill and I was like your, 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 uh, picturesque captain right he kept everything kind of uh even keel um fantastic stay-at-home defenseman great leader if the team was goofing around he was he was there to keep us straight for sure um but uh he was uh, you know i remember nick very well because uh he was about as good of the the captaincy role as you could get but the the goofing around the first year um a little harder to remember a little bit more of that besides them. Cause I mean, we did have a lot of, I mean, you know, Davey, there was not much goofing around out of him. Larry Bryan was all business. I mean, um, I gotta say, well, fish and Ferentz, I mean, shot was for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, Ferentz, like to goof, goof around. Um, but, uh, we're a little bit more of a serious bunch the first year versus the second when you brought in, you know, we had Dane Ben and Jeppy and, and, uh, Rico Day and and some of those guys. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Now uh, in that first year though, uh, you know, Crow strikes me as the type of kid who like he would be the get you in trouble, but you didn't know it was him type. Yeah, probably. But you know, again, I think with me too, you know, where I'm probably a little different, Mick, in that respect, is the guys kind of knew I was. Uh, I was younger and I was, I was quiet. I was shy. I was, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to be the best goaltender I could. So they, they kind of laid off on me outside of the traditional shaving, you know, the Mohawk uh, that I, that I had to sport for a couple weeks or whatever. What was that um, like? The Mohawk? Yeah. The only thing I remember specifically from that, I mean, I remember as a kid, you know, you go, cause Omi would, Omi would always start the rookies the game after um the, the the mohawk shaving okay so all five guys you know goaltender if a goaltender was a rookie or are you know take the helmets off for the national anthem and you got the mohawks right oh, of course. i remember when we used to do that as a kid as a kid i remember uh scott and tom used to do that or todd used to do that um so when that happened to me you know sure enough we all um you know we all we all take the helmets off and i remember the mohawks but the big thing um I remember walking into Best Buy and, uh, after the game or whatever. I don't know why, but I just remember like people kind of giving you a look, giving you a look. I'm like, what is everyone looking at? I forgot that I looked that way. You know, you just kind of <laughs> keep going about what you're doing. And uh, weird things you remember in life. I don't remember that one, but I remember getting a bunch of looks walking into Best Buy from people as I had a pretty, uh, pretty awesome looking Mohawk going. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Anyway. Um, so, uh, do you remember did they have rookie dinner back then? No, we did not. Okay, yeah, that's oh boy, they do that. They but they did that shortly afterwards to this day. And that's where the the rookies they take a vet to dinner. 
but they do it dressed up as a girl. Nice. Yeah. No, we did not. Uh, we did not have that. At least uh, if we did, if we did, I, I missed my invite entirely. But we didn't have that from what I believe. And like I said, my first year as a rookie, we had a we had a lot of no nonsense uh, older guys who were out to win, and we had a lot to prove. Right, we're a couple years removed from a national championship team, so yeah. Yeah, still, I'm, I, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure not too long after they started with the leaners on the road and, you know, everything like that. Oh yeah. Now. Yep. Did they do that on you during your time there? What's that? Did they do that during your time there at all? The leaners and on the road, uh, doing, you know, the leaners where they fill up a pail full of water and lean it against your door, knock and then run. No, we didn't do that. Um couple things uh couple things on the bus rides uh you know that i'll uh i'll leave off the the pg podcast uh that i remember and then um well you know, I'll, always... I'll i'll just say hot box yeah there you go um and then uh you know the uh rookie sleeping on the floor you know rookies sharing the seat on the bus that type of stuff but again i'll tell you the guys, the guys were good to me as a, as a young goaltender. And, um, I remember multiple times I got a bed, you know, I got a seat, I got a seat to myself if needed. I was a little excluded from some of it, not all of it, but some of it just, you know, as you know, in this sport, the boys take care of their, their net minders, um, for sure. So <laughs> well, that's fair enough. Now, uh, you know, you talked about that first year being a, a, a good team, um, who, I mean, going into the, I guess, postseason of that first year and heading into the second, yep. what were your expectations? What was going through your mind as far as what uh, you should expect from TC that year, that second year? I mean, it was always, you know, when you're uh, an organization like ours, it was us, Metro and St. Louis. I mean, the, it was the top, right? And if you, uh, you know, we didn't lose to a Wayne Wheels or a, even Motor City sometimes, like it wasn't acceptable. Um, now, my first year, again, I'm getting muddled here. I believe my first year was when I played against, uh, we rivaled back and forth with Metro, and they had the goaltender uh, who was a foot taller than me, literally. Uh, I forget his name. Um, but uh, I believe that was my first year, right, Mick? Uh -huh. Yeah. My first year. Okay. We went into the playoffs. Uh, and my first year, we we underachieved. I hate to say we 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 should have uh, we should have given it a better go at uh, at winning it all. Um, we were there, but not there when it comes to Cherokee level, right? Yep. So, um, and then we came back second year strong. And I remember, I do remember vividly my second year. We started off the season, uh, we won twenty in a row. Um, and then we, and then, um, and that includes, you know, playing the big boys that were right there with us. But I do remember distinctly coming in very strong after that, our second year. Now, who was, uh, I mean, you talk about Metro and St. Louis, who was the team, you know, I mean, they played hard. They played, uh, they were fast, especially St. Louis. They had little guys. They didn't have big trees. They had smaller, yep. smaller guys who could fly and put the puck in the net and do it with. Uh, with uh, some consistency and uh, yeah. but who was the team back then that 
I guess from a goaltender, you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't see this as much, but uh, the players would get fired up about playing as far as from a, a, a getting their hate on, getting a physical standpoint, uh, you know, not, uh, being more than happy if that if a fight broke out. Uh, who was the team back then that you, you guys used to get really PO'd about? Uh, always Metro. I mean, we battled with them. We went back and forth. We were one, two in the league. Uh, you know, both years I was there. Um, the other, the other one, uh, Peoria, when they came in, they were strong too. But uh, Metro was by far in my head the biggest rivalry that we had. Um, I mean, right up the road, you know, uh, battling back and forth, favorites, uh, favorites to win it all. You know, all the good things that make a, a solid rivalry for sure. So, um, you know, I remember uh, a handful of, of some pretty good fights that uh, broke out uh, with uh, with the Metro Jets for sure. Now, um, of course, and they played in that wonderful arena up there in East Waterford. Uh, I was, I w- yeah, again, I was there uh, a handful of times this season with my kid, and it's still? the Metro Jets is, yeah, it's still there, buddy. It's still beautiful. Oh, man. I mean, now the Jets have moved on. They're playing out of Frazier, but uh, the, the – That's where we were. I'm sorry. That's where we were. We were at Frazier. Okay. No, that that's – I'll take that. I'll take that, uh, you know, every time and ten times on Sunday. But, no, yep. the, the rink up in East Waterford on M59 – Oh my yeah. gosh! I mean, <laughs> I have set, talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast, but I don't care. I'll never stop talking about it. That was the <laughs> coldest rink I ever ever was in, bar none. Yeah. I mean, when you go in the middle of February, when it's like maybe 19 degrees outside, and you're getting off the bus, and you go into the uh, into the back door over there by the red rink, and you walk through yeah. there. And it's colder in the rink than it is outside. Yep. Crap, I hated that. I hated that. And- hockey, hockey Town Detroit, bud. They're filled with old rinks like that for sure. And that one did not disappoint, as you, as you mentioned. Oh, my gosh. I mean, and, and God forbid, we played a number several times in that red rink. Oh, I hated it. I hated it. We would well, see- Mick, you should see the rinks now that the kid that our kids are playing in down here in Columbus. It's you know they're like uh, they're like spa visits here for these kids, and they they haven't seen real barns like we did up there. Oh my yeah. gosh! Oh, I'd lo- I'd love for them to go to the old uh, the old East Waterford uh, Iceland Arena there. You know they've got yeah. a, or or uh, what was the other one? Uh, Flint Iceland Arena. Flint, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, we talked about Canfield already. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And Some good ones. Yeah, the now the rink where Wayne played out of, that was a decent rink. That was nice. Yeah, where Wayne played. Um didn't they were always they were always a team my couple years, they weren't very strong. So playing them was always a little more nerve-wracking because if you lost to them, it was not going to be a fun uh bus ride or a couple practices with PO there with uh with Mr. Omi. Yeah. Uh but uh Wayne was my first shutout in juniors. I remember that. Um but uh but tell me about that. Was, what do you remember about that game, if anything? Uh, I remember. Um, I want to say it was. We'll say it was a three or four nothing victory. Um, we went up, and that was. 
I believe uh, that was one of the only road trips where we didn't take a bus because Wayne was only like 45 minutes away, if that, or something like that. Like, uh, you know, I, again, my, my memory might be wrong if someone corrects me at a different podcast, but I, I remember, uh, you know, carpooling up with, with some of the guys there. So uh, um, I remember that. And then we, uh, we blanked them and uh, my dad got me a, a t-shirt out of their little pro shop there to remember, remember it by, I remember that. And um, the only, uh, the only almost uh, that I can remember because it was just, it was one that Omi just lit into us for was uh, a lazy face off in the neutral zone with like eight seconds to go. And they sprung a breakaway, which is like, you know, from a, from an offsides face off dot to a, to a breakaway, you know, with eight seconds to go. And, you know, you, you remember how, you know, one of the things you remember from Todd for sure is uh, the last minute of the period, you do not get scored on. Yeah. Uh, that was Omi's thing. It was one of his things. He hated that. You know, it's it's a lapse of uh, of using your head there, right? When you when you break down within the last minute. And uh, luckily, luckily, I turned it away, and I, I for some odd reason remember that uh, that play in that game. Wow, that's still. I mean, that's still scary. <laughs> I mean, I I can't even imagine. But um, now, when because it wasn't shortly thereafter that they made the league mandated that uh, you bust everywhere for road. Oh, did they? Yeah. It was like literally like that next year. You are reminding me how old I am again, Mick. I appreciate that. (laughs) Just remember for every time that I remind you how old you are, uh, add on a generation. (laughs) You'll be be talking my, my language. Okay. All right. right. There you go. So now, I mean, but uh, it's, I mean, I just remember, like, you know, the, especially that second year. Holy crap, talent Toledo had. You know, yep. uh, I mean, uh, you mentioned Larry Bryan. I mean, Snohomish, Wisconsin. I never forget where he comes because it was just such an odd name to me for some reason. Yeah. I mean, it's just suburban Seattle, but still, our, our, uh, I just remember Washington. it's Washington. Yeah, Snohomish, yep. Washington. And then, of course, you know, you mentioned Rico Day, who I absolutely just cracked me up. Uh, that yeah. kid, because that kid could talk to a post, and his yeah. defense partner was Davy Justin Davidson, and yeah. Davidson was as quiet as a church mouse. I mean, he never said boo. I mean, he wasn't a. He was just a stay-at-home defenseman. He's a solid D. Um, one of the best solid Ds I ever saw play for Toledo. He, he never he wasn't a, a wildly physical guy or anything like that he just knew how to keep the puck away from the front of the net clear the front of the net to protect his goaltender and then Rico would go in there and do all the uh, all the ugly stuff you know chirping and and being physical right. and, you know pushing and shoving doing whatever had to be done uh, but right. um, you know it was still it was a great combination that was a great and then you mentioned Mickey Meehan. That guy, because he played, there were other players like Larry Bryan, uh, yeah. Ferentz, uh, guys like that that played. Mickey Meehan, in his own right, deserved a lot of credit. That kid was a good, solid forward. He, uh, yes. you know, he, all his, the stuff he did wasn't always the prettiest, but doggone it, he was effective. He was really, I thought, a really solid hockey player. You know, and. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, and then, um, you know, it was that team had a lot of personality. And of course, a lot of it had to do with the fact that, uh, you know, you had you had some guys in there that could they could. uh, Well, you had Jeppy. Come on, let's be honest. You know, you had Jeff Jepson. That's all all you need right? between him and Dane Bin. I mean, uh, I used to call him back then the bookends of disaster. But, uh, you know, for all for all the for all the uh, good reasons, not not the bad things, just uh, they were just uh, they were so annoying. They knew how to get under people's skin, you know, uh, crap disturbers extraordinaire. But but um, now we had a good we had a good one. Yeah, you did. Okay, now how um, how different uh, would uh, were the teams from year one to year two for you? I remember them being very different. Uh, again, just mainly the the age component. Um, and my year two, we were filled with new players, um, and. Uh, we had more, we had a couple more guys locally. Cause again, I mean, year two is when you had, and, and guys that I knew from, from growing up playing. I mean, when you, when you had Jordan Levy come in that I played three or four years with of triple A hockey, um, come in, Dane Ben, I knew Toledo area, um, for sure. Um, Donnie Holtz, I remember from playing against him, he played for Mount Lebanon and the Pittsburgh Hornets, uh, as when we were kids, uh, Jeppy, I mean, again, I knew him since we were little kids, uh, Kelly Kester. Um, we had a lot of, uh, a lot, a lot of local flavor come in to play for that team. Uh, younger guys, we were a faster team, maybe a few less on the fighting, uh, front, you know, with that squad. But, um, you know, that's when, uh, Potsy came in my second year. And I mean, he's become one of my, one of my really good friends. Uh, obviously he, you know, lived with my, with my family. Uh, our boys play against each other now. So, um, that team was, that team was quite, quite different the second year around. I bet you, Mick, if you had to do an average age, I bet we dropped darn near two years in average age on that second team versus the first. Wow. That is, that is a big difference now. And plus you, I mean, you know, we also had a lot of, was that the year we had a lot of Fort Wayne guys? Or was that not your year? I don't think so. We had, I think it was the year after maybe, which I came back and finished the year with, by the way. But uh, yeah. Uh, so I had kind of a little bit of a playoff run in, in what you'd call year three for me, I guess. But um, uh, that would have been more of, that was the uh, Opie, what's his name there? Mike Opid, Opid, Potsy, when when Potsy really came on strong as a leader and those guys. Um, But I don't I don't I don't think there was much on the Fort Wayne front for uh, for that year. That it must have been year three, uh, 2000, 2001 uh, or maybe 2001, 2002, because we had. It was all one of two. Yeah. 2000, 2001 was my last year. And honestly, Mick, I don't know how you keep all these straight, buddy. You better have a really good glossary to go off of i don't i'm talking about my two two and a half years and i'm muddling it all and you have you have 20 years to go through yeah tell me about it tell me about it but now you know the thing and i don't cheat i don't go looking on the internet trying to you know get all this info so that i can you know i try to do this from memory 
because that's I, impressive. I, 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 well, I, I get the Jersey numbers wrong about 98% of the time, but, uh, you know, Hey, like I tell them a dead clock's right twice a day. So, you know, well, I made, it, I made it easy on you, buddy. Yeah. I appreciate that. You were very good about that. Now, just a few more things here. Um, yeah. I, you know, that third year, where did you go? And then why did you come back? So I went out to uh, Fredonia State or SUNY Fredonia uh, in the SUNYAC League there, Buffalo, New York. And I actually went with three other. Who all went out there? Holtz, went, uh, Donnie Holtz went out three. Donnie Holtz went out there with me. Um, Paul Guthrie went out there with me. And Jordan Levy went out there with me. Um, none of us lasted after a freshman year, I believe. Um, I'm pretty confident in that one. Uh, cause I know Holtzy went out to Arizona. I think Guthrie and, and, and leave went, went to, uh, OU. Yep. Uh, anyway, I went out there. Um, I mean, truthfully, and this is where my family can all laugh at me. Uh, I, I was immature. I, uh, I got homesick. I didn't like being there. You know, I, uh, pretty analytical mind. I had, a, you know, spending a lot of money on out-of-state tuition. I was behind an All-American for at least two more years. And I just, uh, so no playing time. Uh, there wasn't going to be playing time, you know, for a couple of years. And I just, uh, I packed it in. I talked to Todd, to Omi, and came back and finished the year with them. And uh, that was it. So I actually started coaching after that with uh, with Omi and his 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 kid who is now, now an adult now, but, um, yeah, got into, uh, got into doing that. So I, I came back for that reason, I guess. Yeah. He's now in, uh, uh, with the Sylvania township fire department. Yeah. I see that on, on social there, but, um, that was about it, man. Um, I, I gave it, uh, yeah, I was there for, uh, for a little bit, came back, finished the year with the Cherokee, had a blast on that last final run though. It was great. Um, we went out to Peoria and we upset them, um, in the, uh, in the round Robin there. Um, it was, it that was had, time. that had to have been the Fort Wayne year because the kids, I think it was. the, uh, they got, I told them if they came back and defeated for uh, Peoria, they could shave my head. Yes. That was the year. Yep. And, uh, and I remember they went into my hotel, my motel room. After the after they won, after you guys won, and uh, I remember like Chris Hoy, Kobe Peters, uh, yeah, John Hale, me. all those guys. They uh, they buzzed my head. They gave me the Harry Krishna look. Uh, okay. I had this big blotch of hair at the front of my forehead, and nothing behind it. And uh, yeah, th- yeah, they they pretty much torched me pretty good on that one. I thankfully I had a a, a uh, I had a, a ski hat or something and I wore that <laughs> inside and out everywhere I went on the bus ride home and uh, whenever we stopped and everything I made sure I kept that puppy on I I I was like the jaws of life we're not going to get that thing off yeah we uh, I I vividly remember that that series with Peoria uh, they were favored hence why we were there right we were on yeah. the road. They were favored. We came back in, I want to say, all three games or whatever it was. Like, I'm talking pull the goalie or last couple minutes, you know, to come back to win, to beat them. I remember I remember all that. Like, 
Um, we were down two goals uh, when yes. they, when we pulled the goalie, and uh, I can't remember who it was that scored. Was it was it Kelly? But it was Kelly? Yep. And ended up within like less than like less than two minutes to go, like a minute and a half. And we pull the yep. goalie, and we get the two goals to tie it. Yep. And then we win it in overtime. Yep. I remember that. Uh, I remember that vividly. And then I remember then we went into uh, – this is terrible. I mean, you got to remind me, what was the name of the, the cup there? Oh, the Herster uh, Cup? Or was that it? Was that when they first named no. it? Or, it was, or the Gold Cup? Gold Cup. There you go. Uh, we went in and played that. I think we lost uh, the finals. I think it was to Metro. And I remember, um, for me, I knew that was it. Like, my life of hockey was it. Uh, the last five minutes, I remember just kind of looking at the clock like, my God, like, th- this is your entire life is, you know, as you think you know it as a kid, as a, you know, a teenager is is over when that hits zero. And um, I remember after that, I kind of just dropped to one knee and Potsy came up uh, and we all kind of huddled around. And, and that was, I, I don't know, it was just a, a memory I'll probably always remember, you know, to, to end the, the hockey career as, as you can call it, I guess. Um, and it was. And uh, that was it. Do you remember, uh, did you go through a period of like, uh, I guess, mourning for lack of a better term? Uh, or being bummed out with the uh, with the fact that your playing days were over? Uh, yes, I'd say a yes and no, Mick. Um, I, un- I admit I unfortunately was kind of approaching the burnout a little bit. It's, it's, it was a lot. I love the game, obviously. Uh, I, I would have played forever, but... Um, you know, especially when I went out, went out to Fredonia, you're talking 5 a.m. weightlifting, 5 a.m. running. Um, you know, every day you're up and you're just kind of like turns into a little bit of a job. And when you're playing D3 hockey, you're not getting a scholarship to do it. So um, I remember coaching with Omi, uh, with uh, the goalies out there. And then uh, one of the life lessons, if you will, I guess, that my, my dad said to me is, you know, don't get burned out on this sport before you have the chance to hopefully someday coach your own kid. So I coached with Omi for, and Bobby Crandall and those guys for uh, two years. Um, I was a part-time guy. I worked with the goalies. I didn't travel much, but, and then I stepped away. I bet you I didn't even watch an NHL game. Uh, I was away from it for, um, for a while until my now eight-year-old son in Columbus was born and he was obsessed from birth with this crazy game and uh, that got me back into it. Wow. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad because the game could sure use guys like you. Uh, let's talk now about uh, current day Chris Elliott. Uh, All right. You talk about you know him coaching. When did you uh, officially get behind a bench to help instruct these kids and, uh, and, and start things back up again? So I started, um, I started playing in the uh, adult league, and right when I signed up, um, uh, I said right away, I'm not playing goalie. That is absolutely not happening. I want to skate out. And I remember calling my dad, and I'm like, man, hockey's really fun when you're not just blocking shots all day. Now, granted, you're not getting hit, and it's adult league, and it's just kind of whatever, right? But 
it was a lot of fun. And I remember we, we brought my, my wife brought my son, Colin, uh, who's a, again, the eight year old to watch my game. And he was maybe, he was probably two years old and he had a little plastic hockey stick. And I remember he, he screamed in a pot, like he called hockey go, go. Okay. I, no idea why he, he, he saw it on TV. It was go, go. He just said, go, go. And he screamed and cheered and yelled, go, go the entire game. And all these guys were out of the, out of the beer league game. And all these guys were laughing. Like, whose kid is that? It's mine. He, uh, and we knew he was hooked and then it was, you know, open skates and this, that, and the other. And, uh, um, time flies. Now he's eight years old. He actually has his first chance at travel hockey tryouts, uh, this week. Um, and, uh, I hopped right in. I'm actually, I've been on the board here at, at, uh, the Capital Amateur Hockey Association. Uh, I've been the president of the board for the last two years. Um, so extremely engaged in, uh, in now the, the giving back portion and having fun and just, you know, uh, growing the game and being out there with the kids now. So how long of, how long of a conversation in your head did you have when it came to deciding if you wanted to get back into the game? Uh, the, the kids change it all, right? Like Colin, um, being as, as into it as he was as a little kid without even having any direction. Like I, I kid you not like the, the cliche of it's in your blood. It, it was definitely real there. Cause it didn't come from, it didn't come from like, you know, Hey kid, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna go do this. We're gonna go do that. Like he just, he, he loved watching it even before he knew what it was. Um, but uh, once he got into it, I was a Maple Leafs fan growing up. Okay, so um, huge Maple Leafs fan. Again, Hockey Night in Canada on CBC, CBC there. And then we got obsessed, you know, Blue Jacket obsessed here. And, um, you know, we probably go to eight, eight, nine, ten games. I got a, my, my younger son, Ryan. Uh, again, I kind of let him pave their own way. I don't know if he'll be as into it or if he'll want to play. He says he does, but he's four. We'll see. Um <laughs> It's been uh, it's been beyond busy uh, in a great way. I've met some phenomenal people down here. I've reconnected with some people that I haven't seen in years and just doing what we can to help out. Well, you can't ask for better than that. Okay, a couple more things here before before we're done. And that is one, what is what would advice would the current Chris Elliott give to that 17 year old guy I used to call Easy E uh, knowing what you know now? Knowing what I know now, um, and my my mom would laugh because she said this to me all the time, and like a kid, I didn't really listen. But like, don't wish your life away. Go out and play. Um, don't be in a hurry to go to you know run off and go to college and start the adult part of your life. Um, I don't like to ever say you know I don't want to say I live with regrets, right? Like you know I I uh, I met who now is my wife when we were 16 years old. We're married now with two kids and you never know if you did something different. Maybe you don't have that same life, but from a hockey, purely hockey standpoint, um, I wish I would have uh, went out and given junior A more of a try, you know, kept going. Uh, you know, I didn't have to graduate high school and run off to, uh, to college. And that would be advice that I'd give my kid now is look, you got your whole life ahead of you to go and get your education or get your career started Go out and have fun. See what's out there. Go try out for some different teams if he's, you know, if he plays to that level and wants to do it. And I, I tell a kid that now is, is go out and and do that. You know, you're given 
what to your 20, maybe a couple of 21 year olds on a team. If that's still the rule, I'm dating myself there, but um, go out and have fun and do that. You know, get a day job at some town and, and play junior hockey. Why not? There's no rush to go and, uh, and do other things in life. So that would be my lesson to 17 year old Chris for sure. Okay. Now the last thing <clears throat> I always give this opportunity for uh, the alumni to uh, talk to Cherokee Nation, you know, let them, you know, say something to them. Uh, and, you know, to the coaches, the players they played with, the fans, etc. So what is, what do you have to say to them? Um, you know, really, I, th I think what I would say, obviously, is, you know, dating myself back to uh, Doc McCarthy and Todd and, and Scott Searing and all those guys is just a definite thank you. Um, you know, obviously, my my mom and dad, not not necessarily directly part of Cherokee Nation, but indirectly, or I mean, they even housed, you know, Potsy there and my dad helped coach, you know, obviously a big thank you as well. And uh, just keep uh, keep playing this great game as long as you can and have fun with it. And uh don't take it too seriously because there's a there's a lot more there's a lot more out there. But enjoy it, play it as long as you can, and and do the best you can. And uh, always, always, always remember that there's little kids watching you play. So play with that integrity. Amen. No, no question about that. Well, gee whiz, man, Chris, I, I this just flew by. I mean, I it feels like we just started, and here we are, man. Uh, over an hour later, and we're <laughs> We're winding her up, but you know what? It was so good to catch up with you, man. It really was just to see, uh, see that smiling face and, uh, just know that, uh, you're doing great, man. Just good to know that you're doing great and that you're passing, you're pass, you're passing on that passion. Uh, even though you don't realize you're doing it, you're passing that passion on to your son. And that has to be, you know, both of them, hopefully. And uh, and regardless of what they choose to do with it, if they choose to go on to become what whatever they choose to be, or if they choose to follow your footsteps into going and playing hockey as long as they can. Uh, all I can tell you is so far, job well done, buddy. I appreciate that, Mick. This was a lot of fun. Um, I've been uh, been listening to, to these for a while, and I'm, I'm – I'm glad the, the number was drawn. I enjoyed chatting with you and, and reminiscing. And again, don't fact check me on everything there because uh, the memory is getting a little muddled. Maybe it's a few too many pucks to the, to the head. I don't remember exactly that. Um, but uh, yeah, this was fun. It was pretty accurate. It was pretty, it was pretty much on point. So <laughs> you did fine. I, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> and, and, and more importantly, I believe it. So, uh, not more not not more importantly, but more accurately. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but uh, hey, thanks for doing this, bud. We really do appreciate it. So anyway, that's gonna do it here for episode seventy-five of Cherokee Rewind. We thank you so much for hanging out with us. Don't forget, be sure to subscribe any platform you consume your MP3s on. And uh, we drop every Wednesday and Saturday. And please let us know if there's someone you want us to get a hold of uh, to do one of these with. And uh, we'll, we'll try to get that taken care of. Uh, I'll tell you, it was an absolute treat being able to talk with old number one here. And that is Mr. Chris Elliott. So for Chris, I am Mick. Thanks a lot. And we'll talk to you next time on the Cherokee Rewind.